Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rift Reaction. My God, I am excited to be here. I'm just pumped. I fixed my internet issues that were frustrating me this morning, <laughs> and now I can finally talk to Emily Rand, who is remote this week as we continue to play it safe. How's it going, Emily? Uh, I'm doing well. You know, I'm just being overly cautious because if I test positive on anything, I'm not allowed to be on broadcast, as people already know, probably. So I appreciate that that's your yeah. main concern, not your own health. It's your concern eh, about... My health is whatever. You being know. able to go to the broadcast. Your health is not whatever, Emily. We all care about <laughs> you here. Myself, our producer, and our, our whole audience. Please stay healthy. But yeah, uh, uh, I haven't... Te- I, I do want to make it clear. I haven't tested positive or anything. I'm just being like... Abund- oh, and what does Riot always say? An overabundance of caution? Yes, is yes, Is the phrasing exactly. they use? Yeah, Out that, of that's what I'm doing over- right now abundance of caution we have done this and this and this and this they love their overabundance of caution exactly Uh, (laughs) either way exciting week uh as always well not as always that's i think it's been nice these past couple of weeks to have games to talk about i guess i would say um and this week of course delivered emily what how was the the broadcast this weekend for you uh, it was a lot of fun. I didn't expect my tweet about how cold it is in the studio to pop off like I it mean, did, you which looked very like random. a uh, an extreme winter sports person. Yeah. I feel like so. Well, I've had that jacket since like I lived uh, back in you know Boston area. So and and also in Vermont. So it's not like you know. Uh, people were just like, why the heck do you have that jacket in LA? And like, that's why. Yeah. That's if why anyone wants to see this, here, we'll just say don't this really like quickly. throwing away clothes for no reason. If anybody wants to see this, go to, to Emily's Twitter league of at league of Emily and just scroll down <laughs> and look at the picture of her wearing what looks, it looks like she's heading to Antarctica in a skirt. Uh, but everything <laughs> else I guess is. <laughs> Yeah, I had anyway. Mark take the picture, and he's like, "This is perfect because the glare off of your—it's all blue glasses. Yeah, yes, looks yes. terrifying." Anyway, um, but in terms of the games, they were fun. Uh, the CL, the CLG C9 series got a little clowny, especially in game three. But when we know EG, well, we'll, GG was we'll stopped, but we'll them. get to that later. But yeah, yes, it was—it yes. uh, was actually like a really fun weekend. So week. as is the case with the show always uh, during the regular season, we've got LEC and LCS news. There's some breaking news as we record this. Uh, a twit longer dropped. And whenever you're in esports, you you always know it's going to be a big day whenever a twit longer drops. Uh, and so we'll talk about that. <laughs> the huge 100T upset uh, by Dignitas in LCS. Of course, we have our LCK and LPL match of the week. We'll be reviewing and giving you new Q&As and polls, and we'll wind it out with our reaction shots. So let's uh, talk about last week's poll, which is what is your reaction to Vitality Start? This we can, this can lead us into the LEC news. 7% said very not worried. 29% said not worried. 25% said unsure. 31% worried and very worried were 8%. So nobody, very few people on the extremes. Most people were kind of like yeah. somewhere in the middle on like, well, you know, and still figuring stuff out. Um, but how did they do this weekend, Emily? They had a 2-0 and week. They're back. Or, I mean, they can't be back because this is the first time this roster is playing together. Uh, but, yeah, I think... Um, they looked a lot better. I think 
some of the stuff we talked about last week in terms of, hey, the team still has a pretty good understanding of how to play League of Legends. It's just like execution that's really off. Um, some of that stuff was shored up this week. I know, I believe it was Perks who came out and said that a few of them were sick as well. So um, I believe like, I know people in the community always tend to like whenever a player comes out and they're like, oh, like, you know, I'm sick or, or I got COVID or whatever. Um, people tend to be really harsh about that. Like, they're just like, oh, you're just making excuses. Like, I, I playing while sick just does not seem like a fun time. Um, Have you seen that around the COVID stuff? Because I'll, I'll say, like, people seem to be like, oh, maybe Bjergsen had a rough time because he was playing with COVID. And, like, I, I feel like at least on the LCS side, there's been a little bit more leeway. I didn't know if you'd seen stuff to the contrary on the on the LEC side specifically. I saw peop- some people saying, like, oh, they're just making excuses, which is yeah. is kind of like, eh, you know, like, sure, I guess. But also, again, playing while sick just doesn't seem like a fun time. And also this roster, despite having, you know, a lot of veteran players, is just coming together and, and coming together takes time. So um, I already said last week I wasn't super worried about Vitality, I believe, but it sucks that their first week was a super week and they went, um, you know, 0 and 3. So uh, it just put it put them in a hole that they now have to climb out of. But this past week, they they looked a lot better. Well, let me ask you, Emily, looking at the strength of schedule, do you do you see that as a component at all? Like what what should folks take away, not only from the record, but also the teams that they lost to and the teams that they beat? I mean, kind of, uh, but I mean, one of the, so one of the teams they lost to is XL, who we're going to be talking about in a minute. But uh, in my opinion, a middling team right now, depending on how you want to see it. They did lose to Fnatic, who uh, remain undefeated. And then they also lost to Mad, who, um, despite looking a little bit shaky in their games, is, is still like a, a pretty strong team. So, but this week they beat BDS, who's at the bottom of the standings, and then G2, which is a little bit more of a a quality win, if you want to call it. Yeah. I think, again, like when you watch their games last week, there's just a few that they're definitely going to want back. Uh, not this past week, but the first super week. Um, and, and it was a lot of like execution errors, not like this team has no idea what they're doing. So that kind of stuff especially when you have veteran players as long as there's nothing else going on on the on the roster internally is is typically pretty easy to fix uh from what i've heard so i mean from my point of view standing well outside the team i think they're still going to be quite good this uh this split despite having maybe a longer ramp up time than people would have wanted well, I'm just confused because I feel like it's it was uh, three games. We should have just judged them based off of that and completely decided that that was the future of their year, right? <laughs> I mean, some people were. They were like, oh, I know, it's I washed. Know. It's, we're done. Done. Yes. I know. I know. I think some people just like have fun with it. But um, Okay. Well, moving along uh, in other news, Mickey X joins Excel. This is great news, right? There's nothing... <laughs> There's no, that's it. Congratulations, Mickey X. Excited to see what happens with Excel. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, so Twit Longer came out uh, along the same time from Advian. That, that's mm-hmm. how you pronounce his name, right? Yeah. Yeah. And 
uh, titled Excel Esports on Unexpected End, basically detailing um, Advian's path through this and sort of the challenge that uh, they're facing figuring out what it means to be replaced and what their goals are and uh, I don't know just had, had some very nice words for other players on the, the team uh, did say that they're still under contract through November 22, 22 so uh, still has permissions to talk to teams so we'll see but I know that's got to be a, a gut punch right only a couple weeks into the season and you're suddenly getting replaced yeah, especially I'm um, I'm really sad to see him be separated from Mark Kuhn because they've been playing together for so long and I think having strong jungle support communication is so important and I thought they had like really strong communication. I think that um I mean as he details, he says this is a bis- business decision, not performance based. Yeah. And it was a management decision, which is, that's the the s- point that sticks out to me. Not like, if it had come out and they were like, we don't think you're performing well, we're replacing you with Mickey X, who is, you know, made a world's finals at G2, has won multiple LEC splits, etc. That would be a little bit easier to accept than this was a management decision. Yeah. Uh, or it was purely a business decision. So it's like, on the one hand, I want to see Mickey X back in the LEC. But on the other hand, definitely not like this because I actually really liked Advian and, and Markoon since they made their debut last year. I remember talking about how much I, I liked these two together and how much potential they had. And it's sad to see this happen after only two weeks of play in this spring. Yeah, I I think it's pretty. I don't know. I think I think it's it's going to put a lot of pressure on Mickey X because can you imagine if Mickey X comes in and underperforms? Yeah. Um. How, how, not not in terms of like maybe they'll still have Advian and be able to replace him, but just in terms of what the fans will say, you know, because. Clearly, a lot of people are going to think that this is pretty sad. And so if this person doesn't sh- come in, show up, and prove that he, Mickey X, is uh, worthy of the crown um, or the role, whatever you want to say, it's going to be pretty brutal. Um, so I guess I guess in some sense, you know, obviously sad for Advian and that type of thing, but it does add an interesting storyline for this team uh, because I don't, I don't know if in all my time covering league esports i've ever seen somebody just get replaced two weeks in uh for especially for like no specific reason you know yeah no Uh, performance reason and no synergy reason either like it seems that like the team and him really got along i know he has a really strong again a strong relationship from with markoon because they're close friends and they came up together as players so It's very bizarre to me. Yep. Fnatic and Rogue, both 5-0 and o right now, Emily. Are these the two best teams in LEC? Uh, I mean, for, for now, I think so, yeah. Like, I, I actually don't think it's one of those things where I'm looking, e- even though they've each had a... They've each had their, like, not clean games, let's just say. I think that it's... 
based on where the LEC is at right now, these are definitely the two best teams in the league. Um, I think I really like some of the things I've seen uh, from Rogue, especially. I was pretty worried about um, what would happen to this team when both Inspired and Hansama left. And, you know, there were some cool things that I saw from them this week. I think Malrong in particular has definitely exceeded my expectations in terms of what I what I was expecting from him, having watched him for years. Uh, so, I mean, props to Rogue in particular for, like, not missing a beat after losing, you know, two of their strongest players and kind of the entire way that the team liked to play, I think was heavily based around a lot of those players because of their, because of like Hansama's leaning strength and, you know, Inspired's ability to carry from the jungle. So it's a different team, but they've been really fun to watch. And yeah, I've, I've been surprisingly impressed with how well Malrong has fit on this team. I mean, it's it's cool to see just, like, it's it's an interesting dynamic because I think over in North America we're trying to still figure out, I, maybe just because of the format of Locke and, like, who our best team is or best two teams. Obviously, there's a lot of theories, and so people could say, like, EG, <laughs> et cetera. We're going to get to that in a second. But I always think it's kind of fun whenever you see um, one or two teams come out the gate just kicking down the gate. Um because it, it kind of starts to set the tone on like, okay, is somebody going to stop these guys? Especially because they had the super week. So, I don't know, seeing a 5-0 and record, I think, feels a little bit more significant than a 4-0. and So, we'll have to see how things develop in LEC. But let's move now, Emily, back to Los Angeles to talk about the LCS. I had mentioned EG. They're undefeated. Are they the best team in the LCS? I think so, yeah. Based oh, okay. On, so, you're, based on you're ready play. to just say it's them. Well, right now, yes, based on gameplay, EG are definitely the best team in the LCS. Interesting. Okay. What uh, is, well, let's just ask, uh, you know, we didn't do like a JoJo Peon watch because we've been watching Fudge, but obviously he's had like a ton of expectations around him and a ton of hype, and then he's been trash talking as well. <laughs> is he, I love him. He's what, what do you think, how, how do you think he measures up against some of these other mid laners so far? I mean, I think he is... The thing I appreciate the most about him is a lot of times when you have newer players, and this is actually true with Danny as well, a lot of times you have newer players coming into the league and they're like... People are like, they're so aggressive in Academy. They're so aggressive in Amateur. Like, I remember one of the plays that I saw that endeared me to Danny was him just going in on Samira and absolutely like tearing people apart in a team fight um and jojo has not lost that he like especially if you look at for example the trindamir game or the way he likes to play he is aggressive he makes his lane volatile sometimes um and it's really cool to see someone just come in and have that much confidence in their mechanics in North America. And we saw the same thing with Danny last year, where like laning was definitely his weakest point. But in team fights, he knew exactly how he wanted to play. He had full faith in his hands when he was flashing in. 
And I think that's something that until this past year, I'd say, and a lot of the changes that came to Academy and Amateur, something that we haven't seen as much of in North America, right? Like you always see this this kind of uh, stuff in LPL where players will just play insane regardless of whether they're just entering the LPL or not. You see this in LCK too. Like uh, you see it in LEC. Like people just have absolute faith in their mechanics. And until recently, I feel like we didn't necessarily have that in North America. And so if anything, that's what's impressed me the most about JoJo is the fact that he is so confident and the team around him is really good at setting plays up for him so that he can continue to feel that confidence. Do you, do you expect EG to win this weekend? Lock him? Uh, yes, unless another team improves significantly. Yes. I, I mean, I'm curious how much, because I think most people expect them to face Team Liquid in the finals. Unless we get another upset, we'll talk about the other one that happened this past weekend here in a second. But uh, I, I'm, I'm really wondering how much uh, Team Liquid having to swap players so frequently is causing them to to struggle. <laughs> over the course of uh, this tournament and how much it's holding them back. Because I, re- like, I really wish we could just see like the EG versus TL final where we're not like, all right, which player is TL pulling out of their lineup? Um, you know, it's, it's always kind of unfortunate. Like I agree a lot with the import rules and the way that all this stuff works, but it's also a bit of a bummer where it's like, okay, well, it's not it's it is literally just the process of the green card going through that's like mm-hmm. impacting team no pun intended uh team liquids roster or lineup and so it's unfortunate that we won't get to see like the the true the full power team liquid versus full power eg and just see that clash um and i i really wonder you know what percentage of a decrease we we have from team liquid and their and their potential from what's going on yeah, I talked to Jake uh, Spawn for for people that don't know because he was on the desk this weekend. Team Liquid Academy coach. Yeah, team TLA co- uh, coach. And I asked him how much his team had been able to practice, and he was like, "What team?" And I was like, "Well, how much has the main team been able to practice?" And he's like, "What main team?" Yeah, because they've had to swap out so many of their players in and out. It's actually honestly a credit to the TL coaching staff and a credit to the players themselves for how well they have been able to play with limited scrim time with like a set roster, right? Because they've had to balance this lineup between, like Bjergsen was playing in Academy because Harry wasn't here yet because something happened with his flight and he should be here this this week. But like there's just been so many swap so much swapping around and then they put in Bradley so that they could play the you know their actual bot lane that they plan to play in LCS which is Han's core and that was actually super fun to watch cuz just cuz of the way they contest the 2v2 is just great so aggressive. Um, and Bradley performed really well too. So props to him because he's someone I've seen uh, I saw first in the collegiate championship and then again in in amateur and then proving grounds. So but yeah, it's a uh, I, I do wish we could see the the actual lineup, and I am curious once again to see how what you know permutation of TL we're going to see uh, 
because I do think ultimately it will cut into, you know, their practice time and, and understanding of, of the game in the long term. Yes, yes, it's true. Well, we've kind of buried the lead a little bit with the LCS stuff because this past <laughs> weekend we saw a huge upset in Dignitas over 100 Thieves. I don't think literally anyone predicted this. In fact, uh, didn't how many people predicted 100T to win? Wasn't it? There's only two people, I think, what, Jat and, and Freak? Who? Yep, Jat and Freak, I believe, are the only two analysts on the LCS broadcast that did not predict 100 Thieves to win. And they didn't even make it to semis. And they didn't make it to semis. What what happened, uh, Emily? <laughs> How much was this Abadaga underperforming? Because I feel like a lot of people are saying that. Also, they're bot lane a little bit. And then how much of it is Dignitas showing up, River getting off a plane and just starting to pummel people? So there's a lot. I'll try to break it down as quickly as possible because I also went over this on AD, but I didn't have time to talk about Abadaga, actually, because he did not have a good individual performance. If you look at his laning, he was making a lot of individual mistakes that we typically don't see him make. And in in fact, going into the series, we had praised him for his consistency, right? Uh, And his communication with Closer and the fact that 100 Thieves relies on him as kind of this rock in the mid. And he looked pretty off uh, this past weekend. Additionally, the big thing was that without a push in bot lane, 100 Thieves sometimes don't know what to do on the map. So even when they're cross-mapping topside, which you saw once they didn't get push on bot, closer going topside with Someday, um, they don't play around that as well uh, because they're used to having that pushing bot lane. And in, in something like a Caitlyn, when that ends up getting shoved in, Caitlyn is so miserable to play from behind. Uh, You can't, what she's supposed to do and what makes her so strong is you take the bot turret as quickly as possible, have bot side control, rotate her and use assigning her to a lane to knock down those turrets. So ideally you have all three outers definitely before 20 minutes, probably sooner. Um, And the other, the flip side of it is River And what he is really good at from his time in PCS specifically is playing around pushing and winning lanes. Uh, That's how PSG Talon played. Uh, He's very good at that. He's really good at recognizing where he needs to be in relation to his lanes. And that kind of stuff doesn't, like that kind of early to mid game intuition and experience doesn't need as strong of a communication system as like the mid to late game does. So that's also why you kind of saw some shaky stuff from Dig, particularly in the mid game. Um, I also thought Neo had a really strong performance as well. So uh, props to him because I know a lot of people were kind of doubting once Afro left how well he would perform. And I thought he had a really good weekend. Uh, And then obviously River was kind of the difference maker for me because I think he took advantage of a lot of that... um, a lot of hundred thieves shakiness and over reliance on having a, a pushing and winning bot lane. So it sounds like a little column A, a little column B in terms of where Hunter T slipped and and Dignitas surpassed expectations. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I we could preview this weekend's lock-in. I guess that's a good idea, but I feel like we already know. I mean, people were obviously confident about 100T over Digitas, so <laughs> maybe people should not be confident about TL over over Dig, but I would be I would personally be surprised and consider it another huge upset if Dignitas is able to pull it off twice and get their way into the finals. So I'll say this. I think the most important matchup is going to be River versus Santorin. And I think Santorin similarly has a good understanding of how to track his jungle opponent and additionally how River will want to play. Uh, So I think a lot of the... I think a lot of what took Hundred Thieves by surprise with Dignitas and their strong and Rivers like strong early game is easy to look at like in in tape or or uh, you know prep and have Santorin who's been the he, he and Bjergsen have been the two who have not been swapped out of this lineup at all yet um, have Santorin provide that stability from the jungle. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think TL will will win. Well, I think EG over Cloud9 is pretty pretty certain. That would be maybe a bigger upset than Dig over Hunter T, even though EG or sorry, C9 is supposed to be probably the better team, or people would have rated them the better team. So then we have the finals. You've already said EG is beating TL. I'm gonna go with TL. I'm gonna I'm gonna upset. I'm gonna say it's a three two, and then we'll meet back next week and we'll decide which one of us was correct. But I. I do think there's a chance that EG hasn't been truly tested yet and mm-hmm. that Team Liquid seems to be pretty good no matter who they're playing. And they seem to be pretty good whenever they played Core and Hans this week. And I don't know if they'll be they'll decide to do that again. But uh, I like the fact that they have the ability. I'm curious to see if they will stick with a specific five or if they'll mix things up. But I feel like that finals is going to be really spicy and fun. And I'm looking forward to watching it. So... Let's talk about the LCK and LPL match of the week. Emily, break it down. Okay, so KT versus Nongshim Red Force. The first time I get to talk about KT, who are actually not terrible this year. Uh, I think they're kind of a middling, you know, early playoffs team probably is where they're going to end up uh, end up falling. They, if you remember, um, so just to to preface this, uh, because people might not know the rosters, if people remember that the LJL kind of like super team, one of their key components was Arya, who is a South Korean mid laner. He is now on KT Rolster, um, along with Rascal, Cuz, Aiming, and Life. And then Nongshim Red Force, uh, who previously I think people knew as kind of like Peanuts team last year, is now Kana, who formerly of T1, Dread, BDD, Ghost, formerly of uh, Tom Wankia, and Effort, uh, and Peter, who's actually been playing uh, more as their support. And this entire series is, I mean, very back and forth. Both teams make a lot of mistakes, but it's, it's a very fun series to watch. Uh, it's, again, I think KT for me right now, I don't have a lot of like super high expectations for them, but I've enjoyed watching them because there's a lot of talent there and they've been pretty fun to watch. Like Arya's, TF, obviously, I mean, TF shouldn't get through the band phase, but, uh, you know, 
it was really fun to watch in game one. Uh, Nongshim are also a really fun team to watch. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was my that was my favorite match from LCK this past week. It doesn't come close to the one that I recommended week one, which is like, if people did go, I hope you went and watched Tambon versus Genji because that series was insane from week one. But this is just kind of a fun, a fun back and forth series. We'll have highlight plays. And then for LPL, LPL is similar. The series I'm recommending is actually uh, Victory 5, which is now Rookie's team. So for people that don't know, Rookie is no longer on IG, as we covered in a lot of our off-season stuff that Travis and I talked about. Uh, V5 is Rich, formerly of Heroes of the Storm, and then also uh, LCK. Uh, Karsa, Rookie, Fodic, and PP God. And then uh, top esports ended up playing Xiaopeng, who had a really good performance in Demacia Cup, not as good of a performance in this series. Uh, but then obviously Knight, Jackie Love, Joel, and Zoom in the top lane. This series is has two Chemtech souls. Uh, fun times. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, it's just a lot of like, individual outplays uh there's there's some really fun stuff coming from both teams um you get to see the poppy jungle come out which has been kind of an lck staple creeping its way into lpl in a few matchups and yeah uh it's a it's a classic lpl series i'll say that we love in, a good in the classic. best and worst ways <laughs> let's talk about last week's q a just to kind of skip back now that we're in the back of the book. We talked about LCS a little bit ago, and we discussed who we thought would win Lonkin. Last week, we asked you who you thought would win Lonkin. And we should say that some of these probably were submitted before this past weekend. Mm -hmm. But there is still a lot of EG in here. I've, I've seen a couple hundred thieves, and those folks, unfortunately, ended up being wrong. But... <laughs> there's a there's a decent amount of uh of eg i feel like scrolling through these they're most likely the the number one there's some c9s but it's it's almost all eg yeah there's c9 mason said c9 fudge with the mvp i think it's interesting sid b i hope i'm pronouncing your name correctly said i think hundred thieves need to win or else their season might already be in trouble and hundred thieves didn't even make it to the um semis so unfortunate team lec i assume they're talking about team, team liquid. liquid yes <laughs> uh but yeah actually a surprising amount of eg yeah like, I, surprising I, like, amount of eg i think some of those eg folks are sneaking in after the results of this weekend but I like this is a good sign to see so many people excited about this EG team because I it's been a while since we've had a team kind of capture some some of the fandom in the audience and you know we I I really think that there's a lot of fans up for grabs uh this year and especially because I think there's a lot of folks that are kind of like TSM refugees that are not sure if they want to return to TSM and EG might be able to capture some of that if they if they win this and then continue to do well this year and have some good branding decisions. So we I'm, have a Wilson. Did you see this? Jojo Pian and Tim from Oracle's Elixir. Oh my God! Yes. For people the that they're don't one know, and the same at this point in time. I don't know what Jojo's paying Tim, but 
yeah he's, he's really on that hype train Tim i swear is the biggest uh eg hype it's probably person. a good thing that we're not doing run anymore because i feel like he'd just be like every episode's about jojo pion uh all right <laughs> well let's talk about this coming poll and q a uh, so we would like to hear from you. What is your craziest prediction for 2022 in our Q&A? So obviously we looked very short term with Lockin uh, last week, but now we want to look very long term and let us know what you think is going to happen in 2022. We will probably forget to review this in uh, another 40 episodes whenever the season <laughs> is wrapping up. But please, please go ahead and open up the <laughs> Way Spotify. Way to tell the viewers. We're just going to forget after a week. I yes. remember. I remember a lot of the Bwipo responses from last year, actually. Open, open the Spotify app and uh, <laughs> look up Rift Reaction. Please answer that. And while you're there, also take a look at our poll where we ask you who has the best read on the meta so far. LPL, LCK, LEC, LCS. I'm very curious to see how many of you can actually answer this uh, because it requires you taking a look at uh, several different uh several different regions i'm actually i'm really curious about the results of this because i think Same. we have a lot of lpl fans in the audience so maybe they're going to look at that more maybe a lot of people will say lcs because i think we have a decent north american audience and so you know uh i think you know maybe it is the lcs maybe sure <laughs> emily is unconvinced all right let's let's head into reaction shots okay uh, I'll kick us off with mine. I just want to say I love Jojo Pian. I'm not on the Tim hype train. I am not saying this player is the next faker. I think and worry a little bit that there's a little too much excitement around him competitively before we've seen uh, enough results to really merit it. But the thing that I am very excited about is how much of a personality he is. And I say that it's kind of ironic I say that because he's got a very dry, you know, I don't even want to say sense of humor. He's not, he's not got a ton of energy. You know, his answers are kind of simple, but I'm going to read off some of his tweets. Uh, January 15th. Why is everybody making a big deal out of TL's new mid laner? Who is this guy? January 16th. Not going to drop one game this tournament. January 23rd. Can't wait to verse an autofill mid laner and semis. I did an interview, which maybe we'll break. I'm going to have us break the, the reaction shot timer a little bit to play just a clip of this interview I did with Jojo last week. You, What did you say? You tweeted something um, after the Team Liquid game. Do you, do you remember what it was? Um, yeah, I think it was like, this is the go. This is your go. I don't remember. Something it was like about that. Bjerg. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was surprised, you know, because like when I first versed him, I thought, you know, he would just do more stuff, but he just didn't do much. So I was like, I don't know, like, is this supposed to be the best player or something? Like, I was confused. Okay, so that's him explaining why it was that he was just, like, not impressed by Bjergsen. It's just fantastic that we have a lineup of players, oh, that we have a, a specific lineup of players in EG that are succeeding, and then one of them in particular feels like he can come out, this new fa this new rookie, and just say what's on his mind and be super confident. I feel like he might strike that right balance where some people will feel like it's a little too cocky, but others will get behind it. And I think the league needs more personalities like this. So I'm just really excited that JoJo's in the league. Emily, how about you? I love his emote spam, I'm just going to say. Uh, so mine is a gameplay-related thing. 
And I want to talk about Chemtech Chem Drake and why it sucked and why I'm happy that they're taking it out to rework it. Because I think when people look at this, I feel like there was a lot of over-focusing on what the uh, like the respawn or like the automatic GA that you got. Uh, there was a lot of focus on that because it happened a lot in team fights. The one that will still stick out in my memory, probably for all time now, is this game in Academy actually, where Bjergsen played Zillion and they had Chemtexel. So they're just constantly respawning like it's Call of Duty or something. And uh, so that was frustrating. But the reason why I want to talk about like why Chemtech Drake sucked so much and why I think they, they did absolutely need to remove it and rework it is because people had no idea what to do around fog. And I think vision is something that is automatic to the game and something that people don't necessarily always think about, especially in solo queue, but it's actually so important. It's one of the like largest resources in the game in addition to time especially early it's like time and vision and no one knew how to use the chem fog um teams were really like you you would still see people uh especially like in solo queue games like putting wards down that would not be seen in the chem in the chemtech fog uh i know initially it like automatically killed it and then they they took that out so people didn't know that their wards weren't getting spotted there was a lot of sketchy stuff around like not knowing the numbers on chem fog uh not knowing some of like the additional stuff it gave you in team fights outside of the ga it was just like anything that messes with vision is really bad in my opinion unless it's very very finely tuned so i'm happy that Riot recognized that they needed to remove it because Chemfog sucked ass. What a great phrase to end the episode on. <laughs> that is Rift Reaction episode 38. Thanks so much, Emily, as always, for sitting down with me as we talk about everything League of Legends esports for the past week. We'll be back next week to talk about who's winning Lockin or who won Lockin, I guess I should say. We'll we'll see if I was right, Emily was right, and if all of you were right in our Q&A. Uh, but that's it. So we'll catch you next time. <laughs>